Epidemiologists have also increasingly begun to discover specific factors that may be protective. For instance, living with a partner or consuming a Mediterranean diet, mainly based on fish, vegetables, fruit, and olive oil. Some studies suggest that controlling, for example, blood pressure and diabetes may constitute primary prevention, protections against the onset of a disease. They might also afford secondary prevention, slowing memory loss and other symptoms in the earliest stages of illness. Although association studies can flag a purported protective factor, they unfortunately cannot prove that taking these steps will actually prevent dementia. People who eat a Mediterranean diet or exercise three times a week may avoid disease because of some other variable ignored by epidemiological sleuths. Epidemiologists try to deal with this problem by making statistical adjustments, but it is virtually impossible to discount every aspect of a person's life that could confound a study's conclusions. They can never be sure that they have succeeded, but sometimes the relevant data may not even exist. Obtaining reliable data on early childhood experiences is extremely difficult, although what happens during the first years might influence development of high blood pressure or some other aspect of health that contributes to the development of Alzheimer's late in life. Lacking all the necessary data can produce spurious associations among other variables that lead to the wrong conclusion. Statistical equations, moreover, all but collapse under their own weight if too many variables are considered at the same time. In 2010, the problem of establishing causality from association studies prompted a U.S. National Institutes of Health conference to conclude that not enough evidence existed to make firm recommendations on whether a given factor might diminish the risk of cognitive decline. To overcome this difficulty, a systematic review article from the NIH conference suggested that Alzheimer's research launch randomized controlled trials and that any study undertaken examine not one, but multiple factors that might prove to be pivotal in preventing dementia. The randomized controlled trial is the gold standard that science uses to determine whether a treatment is in fact effective, in this case, whether a true cause-and-effect relation links variables, perhaps diet and exercise, with outcomes such as avoiding cognitive decline. Participants in these trials are randomly assigned to either a treatment or a control group. To avoid biasing results, neither the researchers nor the study participants know which individuals are assigned to a particular group. In the past, investigators have undertaken relatively few long-term randomized controlled trials of whether lifestyle changes can improve health because accurately monitoring day-to-day -day behavior is challenging but the NIH conference experts still recommended them as the best way to proceed because of the need for substantive data and because past randomized controlled trials looking at only a single variable had failed or produced mixed results. Moreover, Alzheimer's researchers had come to recognize the need to learn from successes in advancing prevention strategies for heart disease and diabetes, which relied on studies that looked at multiple risk factors. Since 2010, several long-term, randomized controlled studies have progressed and findings are now being reported. Our project, the Finnish Geriatric Intervention Study to Prevent Cognitive Impairment and Disability, or FINGER, 
was the first to publish. Finger's goal was to assess the effect on cognitive health of improved diet, physical exercise, and mental training while providing regular health advice and cardiovascular health monitoring. We and our colleagues wanted to know whether, over a two-year period, overall cognitive performance would differ between the treatment group, 631 men and women between the ages of 60 and 77, and the 629 members of the control group. The control subjects received health advice, and their cardiovascular health was checked regularly. If health problems were identified, such as high blood pressure, control group members were referred to a physician. To optimize chances that the trial would succeed, we structured the pool of subjects to consist of individuals who had an elevated risk for cognitive decline, as judged by scores on a survey that measures dementia risk, the cardiovascular...